We're going to try for us. Enjoy the show. We are the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. Right over next to me is one wonderful woman, Katarina Thermascara. And below me, but always above me, is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And, of course, our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucarell, big brother. So, we gather here the same reason, because tonight... Spider-Verse gets weird. Wonder Woman, no more. As well as a headphones that purify the air for you. And so much more on the show tonight. We'll start off with our first story, which is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Gives us our first trailer, glimpse into the world. Trailer starts out with Miles getting a pep talk from Mom. And then uh, while... Both Overlook, New York, the montage from the first movie, Pops Miles' Journeys there. And then after a brief stretch, the trailer opens up to full Spider-Verse, giving us a glimpse at hundreds of different versions of Spider-People, both fighting each other and some greater unseen threat. Now, it's across the Spider-Verse and beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, the director, I believe, has confirmed the main villain for both movies is Spot. And um, he's essentially, you know, Spot's in and out of the multiverse and, you know, just pop a hole here, there, you know. Um, he's, he's a dick. But part one and two was the original Across the Spider-Verse part one and two. Um, and then you have... Now changing it to Beyond the Spider-Verse. In this trailer, we see all the different Spider-Men. We see uh, uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. We see the a uh, couple of the new suits from the comics. We see Spider-Cop, uh, the uh, Bagman, uh, no Spider-Pig. We see Spider-Woman, but Spider-Woman shoots, like, webs out of each of her fingertips. It's pretty crazy. Um... <clears throat> Obviously, your Stan Lee cameo from the first one. It's a really good trailer. Um, it's set up. Oh, hey we there, see middle-aged hero, dude. Yeah, we set up. Uh, <laughs> we see Peter, Peter Parker later on in the trailer with in a uh, bathrobe, um, and then we see Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, voiced by Oscar Isaac. Like we saw said that before, um, saying hi to his fam, bye to his family, and all that. Going into the multiverse with Gwen, and. The part I like about this trailer is when all the spider people, including Spider-Man 2099, seemingly are going after Gwen and Miles. So maybe it's they're going about taking care of this multiversal villain in a way that's not cool. Um, the Spider-Man from the PlayStation games, the Insomniac Spider-Man, has been uh, confirmed in here, as well as the Spider-Woman, Oscar Isaac bathrobe Peter Parker because why wouldn't you add that guy Peter B. Parker in again he was entertaining (laughs) (laughs) so the first one was uh, when was that released 2018 so it's been a couple years Um, the Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be 2024 and Across the Spider-Verse is 2023 we get Across the Spider-Verse June 2nd 2023 
and Beyond the Spider-Verse is March 29th of 2024. So, um... Obviously, very excited for this. We've talked about, you know, many podcasts on how big of a movie a move this was for Sony at the time for them to set up mm-hmm. a good Spider-Man. And Sony really proved that they could do a good Spider-Man. Animated, but a good Spider-Man. So how are you guys liking all the different Spider-Men that pop up? Maybe what are, you know, what are you more excited to see out of the second one? Um, uh... I don't really know because the story was so well encapsulated mm-hmm. for the first one that you know, like if they could, if they wanted to end it, they could have just put a pin it and just let the imagination run of, of, of with the viewership, or they could pick up at any one point in the Spider Verse universe, or because they made a boatload of money. This is the first two of a big franchise for them, and they're gonna milk that cash cow as much as they can. Hello there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Uh, that's actually my kind of concern here. Uh, They did such a great job. That movie is perfection, honestly. Mm -hmm. Different takes on specific characters, the story itself, the music, the animation style, all of it was done beautifully. And even, you know how I love my Wilskin Fisk. (laughs) Yeah. Like you get it, you get the whole, you get the whole story. You understand where everybody's coming from. The here, Miss here. Octavius, that was a nice touch. It was yeah, very I well loved done. That. I loved and... all of it, and to have waited so long for the next one to come out made me hopeful because I'm like, oh, they're taking their time and they're doing it right. But by announcing that they have this whole thing coming, now I'm now I'm getting nervous. Well, they are also you now said doing too much. There's going to be six different animated styles going into this so they're like dialing it up to 11 like spinal tap and that's that's doubling that, down. that makes me nervous six different teams working on the same story mm-hmm. and they all have a specific animation style whereas you'd have the specific you have the spite like, the 2099 style is different than yeah. you know the miles style mile is is more comic based three you even like, see in the trailer divided. when he's taking the hot dog it says take at his hand yeah so you can like divide and conquer no, Captain. Well, especially since it's Sony. And... Is this a new button? Or did you get a whole bunch of new buttons? Yeah, he got. He Just got on my phone. Oh, you got a whole bunch of new yeah. buttons. That's it's not what me. It is. That's why we do it. Through yeah, it's not me. That's him. Yeah. Him and his technology. Um, um, just like there's no podcast. reason for me to believe that they won't do a great job and I'm very I'm still very excited and yep. very hopeful for it. But I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not a little bit nervous at the fact that all of a sudden we're getting so much. Well, yeah. I mean, two back-to-back. They were already planned to be part one and two, so, you know, not letting making audiences wait that long could also benefit to it because, you know, oh, I don't have to wait, like, all these years for another movie. Oh, God, thank God. You know what they say? The best things come to those that wait. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't come quicker, though. (laughs) (laughs) A lot like this next story because... Probably hamburgers. It's not hamburgers, but it's close. Instead of ham, you're eating hair because Netflix lands the My Hero Academia live action movie and adds Obi Wan Kenobi writer Joby Harold. So say what again? I actually English like mother- that. English motherfucker, do you speak it? So the renowned Japanese filmmaker uh, Sinsuke Sato 
of Alice in Borderland would direct and executive produce the project, and this makes his first English language debut. Um, Sato will direct from a screenplay written by Joby Harold of Army of the Dead, which we just got done shitting on last podcast, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. But he did a good job in Kenobi. Um, it was a singular idea that he had to write, and it was expertly crafted and done. I'd like to say he's going to take this into a realm that's going to make My Hero Academia look good, but that's a tall order because, I mean, it has six, uh, 65 million copies in circulation, and that in- is including digital editions of the manga, so... You got a lot of fans looking at this project. That's just oh, yeah. the legal ones. <laughs> yeah. That's not <laughs> counting all And they're the already mad about downloads. it, too. Like, they're already I, not happy. I don't see why this needs to exist since the yeah. animation is Still already. And going? the story's already good. Well, it's, like, why do we need to? They're coming. It's coming to an end. And I think that's always a big thing for, like, when a manga comes to an end, that means like, oh, good, that animation is going to be good. And then from that, the movies and the live action, they can have that set blueprint to pull from because that's But do one we of the need things. to do it so quickly? No, no, not at all. No, I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying through the process, we can get like the last story. We can still get something good out of this. It could be the Andor of anime. I'm touching my face because I don't believe that statement. But I think that if it was something like maybe 10 years down the line, yeah. people would be a little bit more open to it. But right now, mm-hmm. but even like people who are just watching Avatar now, they're reacting the same way that we did when it was first released. Yeah. Um, I feel like My Hero Academia would absolutely stand the test of time as an anime so i don't think that this needs to be done at all and the people that enjoy it don't want it so who are you making this for i mean and that's to say especially in the japanese market they do appreciate a good uh interpretation because they went to my hero academia the musical like there was a musical on this thing already Degumatoria! <laughs> God, I don't want to think of the Bakugo songs. Oh, that'd be worse than Captain America, the musical. Good Lord, it's only a matter of time before somebody puts that live on Broadway or something. Didn't we see that in Hawkeye? Well, yeah, no, I can guarantee you somebody's going to make we don't need We don't need uh, life imitating, uh, imitating art, so let's put <laughs> might be very well made. It might be crit- critically acclaimed. That's all right. I feel like I'm already starting this off very negative. I hope it does well. I hope, it's, <laughs> hope that they do a good job. Do a good job. I mean, it's pretty easy. It's superheroes, and especially because Netflix has always been looking for a good superhero thing. Jupiter's Legacy was not a big hit like they wanted it to be. And they kind of gambled on that Mark Miller series, but no bunny really. Is, it's not really hitting any marks for a lot. Now, so so it to, was boring. So they had everything add, that they needed for it not to be boring, and they made it boring. Boring, correct. So <laughs> minus the boring part, yeah. but you also were riding off of Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame fame. So you had a tall order to live up to. And you're going to release True. that during that time frame? Mm. Uh, All right. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, like, if you would release it now, it would actually 
be able It'll to be live boring. in the market. It would still be boring, but it would have a different it would have a different audience than what was then two years ago. You know, in in actually no, because it was gory too. I was like, no. Like it, it I feel like there is a market out there for people who don't but it had subscribe to the it. like the uber gore that we're getting so much of right now like people might just need a break from that so i could see something a little bit lighter but that it wasn't even that it was it was just, it was i'm sorry look there's a market for everybody until i have something nice to say i'm gonna shit it because there was a i was watching a documentary came out recently on uh are we supposed to just call it max well let's anyway, say it's hbo I max bah, bah. Wow. i don't know that the HBOs. I watched a, a, a documentary. It's Under the Stars. And it was going around uh, this French guy going around the nation. I figured, oh, American drive-in movie theater documentary. Cool. Starts off with a French guy. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and then he's just going around to these different movie theaters. And there's this one movie theater. This guy refused to go digital. Like most of the mm-hmm. drive-in movie theaters, it was at that time where... Hollywood was like, hey, guess what, guys? We're not doing traditional film anymore. You got to go digital. And a lot of places flopped. Other places that were just starting up, like these uh, you know, drive-in theaters, they went digital, and they're making a lot of money. There's one dude who stuck to old films, and he realized this is going to be a niche market, but the drive-in movie theater culture, they go. They're like, I don't even care what the movie is. I just like the drive-in theater. They're sitting there tailgating. You know, they got their living room away from home. So, if you got the space, I'd say go visit a drive-in movie theater and catch it when it uh, hits a, you know, theater that needs your. You attention. see that a lot in the Christmas market because, like, mm-hmm. Elf and Christmas Vacation are playing at drive-in movie theaters right now. Summer does a good business too. Oh, Tis the season too, just mm-hmm. especially because I found it was interesting. You just tune into a certain radio station and then you just pump it into your sound system in your car. Yep. That's all it was. I mean, the Matmobile has great sound, so I might have to take a trip. <laughs> That'll be a goal for next year. Uh, I'd like a goal that this next story has had for a while. Because the Dark Tower may rise again, with Amazon confirming production of Stephen King's breathtaking magnum opus. The Illuminati really loved this article. Or loved this story. <laughs> it was reported by Deadline. Uh, Mike Flanagan and Trevor McCary, uh, McCasey have signed on as showrunner and producer, respectively. The brand new series sets in the sprawling world of Stephen King's The Dark Tower. An eight-book series, which was written by King, may or may not have been on Coke. Don't know. Um, over the course of his career, so some of it could have been. To be determined. Yeah. To be um, determined. Filled with a meta of references to stories told within the real world as well as many uh, of King's own stories. The Dark Tower serves as centerpiece of King's universe of horror and thriller stories. So just like you were saying, I mean, well, you know, Stephen King. (laughs) Uh, Let's hope he knows how to end it. The journey will be great, like Lost. Um, Centers around uh, Roland Deschan, uh, last gunslinger of Gilead, and last descendant of Arthur of Eld, known quietly as Arthur Pentagrass of Camelot, with a pair of guns forged from the blade Excalibur. Did you just do that? 
conically. <laughs> eh, whatever. Close enough. Uh, and passed down oh, from father to son. No Roland begins his journey to save the center of all realities. So, are oh you gosh. familiar with the Dark Tower series? They've been trying to make this series for a while. I am. I was very excited when they announced the movie with uh, Idris Elba and, and Matthew, and Matthew mm. McConaughey. And that also was boring and very hard to get through. So, yeah, I, I, I um, this has been a long time coming because I just remember remember what like I said driving before? in college, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listening to out. Preston and Steve, and he's just like, I can't wait for Dark Tower, and I was like, oh wow, and here we are, all these years later, I'm like, hey, you guys might actually get it. You know what I want to see? I want to see somebody do uh, Dean Koontz's Frankenstein series or even Odd Thomas. I know they made the one movie, but I think Odd Thomas as a series would be fantastic. Somebody do that. Somebody do that. <laughs> Something we haven't seen thousands of times Something before. Else. Something else, please. <laughs> <laughs> but fans have been I really think that, that I don't think that it's wrong to want to do an adaptation of that. I think that this is one of those things... That we don't need a live action adaptation from. Mm. Make this animated. This would be incredible animated. I would watch yeah. the shit out of this animated. Oh, I'd watch this animated. That'd be great. Yeah. Get whatever voice actor you want. I mean, Amazon mm-hmm. does do good animated. Um, I didn't finish it, but I did go through a little bit of Legend of Vox. That was great um, from what I saw. I think the character itself... <sighs> just hard to translate into live action unless you find that perfect perfect person and we see a lot of that where we have books that are turned into shows or um films where it's just like they look wrong they don't don't fit what you've been picturing in your mind as you've read this 18 book series or what have you Tyrion lannister perfect example from the books to the, oh, mo- God, to the yeah. show well even yeah no, no i agree i agree when i that's why i couldn't watch game of thrones when it first came out i watched the first episode i'm like wrong all of this <laughs> is wrong they look awful like i couldn't I, I couldn't so i ended up watching it after the show had ended mm-hmm. um and everyone else was disappointed so i already knew going in that the ending was gonna suck so it wasn't that bad for me but i think that with a character like that making him animated you can actually bring that character to life and you just need to to get the right voice. And sometimes you have the right voice in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Well, look at um, um, I don't want to say wrong body, but not in the body that fits the character. So I, I would I think that this version. as an animated series would be extremely successful. And I think that they would I wish that they would focus more on making content that fits the the source material mm-hmm. than changing the source material to fit an idea that they have of what actor they want to put in there because it feels like they're casting um, specific actors for roles and not necessarily the person to fit the character from from the yeah from the source material and that's like, been... oh let's give this to Keanu Reeves or mm-hmm. or Chris Hemsworth or whatever because they're superstars and like Dwayne Johnson and even mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac who is a tremendous actor but does he need to be cast in everything yeah, I know yeah. what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's exactly because they're proven exactly. sellers. Exactly. Yeah, because they're proven and sellers, and because of the because of the way of the market now. You know, you got to have that big name to sell that movie because nobody's going to go watch. You know, Joe Schmo because man, he looks like that character. Now, but TV every single is one different. of them was a Joe Schmo before they blew up. 
Well, yeah, but that's where TV is different, and that's also where Marvel was kind of different because they weren't picking the app that person you thought they were picking the person they thought was good for the role, and that's where for I the think most of, part I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's some off picks. Anyway. Anyway. But no, I think a, a TV series would go good. It's a lot like when we were talking. And, Old man about like the Gears of War. There's something you get from animated that would transcend a lot better with an IP, whether it be fantasy or video game properties. Animated seems to be the easy itch to scratch. There's nothing easy about animation, which is what makes it like. Oh, I make like it I sound get so it for easy. like a money perspective. It might be cheaper to do live action oh, over animated. I make it sound like this, like oh. Just make it animated. At the same time, I do think animated in the long run will stand the test of time and you can actually get more money out of it. Like I'm more likely to buy the cartoon version of a character mm-hmm. and like something with a cartoon version of the character than I am to have the like live action version of the character on it. You look at any of those like cartoon movies that came out in like the 90s and 2000s and then they would do a TV show after it yeah. and then it would not be like Bruce Willis. It'd be like Bob Wilson they found at the get and go. Like he answered the ad and he's ultimately you just don't want it to suck, suck, <laughs> suck. Yeah. That's pretty much what you don't want to happen. Ugh, I hate to make this segue. A lot like this next story, but unfortunately... Wrong, sir. Wrong. We did call this kind of... La- well, Katarina kind of fore- foreshadowed all this last week with her... Yeah, audition. she jinxed it. With James Gunn. <laughs> did I, though? Did I? Is it really a jinx? Peter Safran taking really over. It's, Double shot to no. <laughs> It's not Kevin Gunn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they reportedly cancel wonder woman three and reportedly patty jenkins was pissed yeah i the her passive aggressive like email uh mm. it's the stuff of legend i live for that level of pettiness <laughs> it's just like look they didn't like your story bro one was good two was mm, bit rapey all right three they're like hey I'm not taking any chances here, miss. I would like to know what the story was for the third one, just for my Mm. own sake. But the second one. (sighs) I know it's hard. Uh, It's hard because I wanted to love it so much. And I didn't hate it because I loved seeing her on the screen. Yeah. The story itself. Mm hmm. And then people like really tripping over themselves to try to explain all of these plot holes and stuff. And, and instead of preemptively like putting out this, you, you know, outlining what she meant by that, if somebody posted something, she'd be like, you get it. Like, you know, you didn't think of that. You're, mm-hmm. It's like when people flesh out things for J.K. Rowling and she's like, yeah, I always pictured Dumbledore's gay. No, you fucking did it. <laughs> so. No, you didn't. You are taking this comment and being like, "Ooh, that's right. And then saying, yeah. yes, I did it. I, I. 
I'm not I'm not sad about it. It's like the Kevin Smith thing to where he would go to the cons and people would be like, oh, well, the reason why you did the black and white and the artistic value and really it was just because it was cheaper and he eventually yeah. adapted that when he was talking about it. Like sometimes crap like that happens. Human memory is sometimes Swiss cheese. a not great movie. is just a not great movie. Like yeah. that's, that's it. And um, there was a lot of missed opportunity in Wonder Woman 84. And I'm, I'm sad about that, but I did get Wonder Woman and I'm going to hold on to that because I will defend that to my death. The first Wonder Woman movie was everything my seven-year-old heart wanted at the time. And I'm very happy that I got to see it in my lifetime. No matter what happens from here on out, I'm very happy that I got to see that walk across no mm -hmm. man's land, the yeah. storming of the beach, all mm -hmm. of these incredible moments that I always pictured in my head but never got to see with mine own two eyes. Mm -hmm. Especially, <laughs> so I can't be mad at that. It know, was nice while it lasted. There's a lot of things going on here because Gunn and Saffron are reportedly getting their big presentation together for their vision of DC and presenting it to big CEO David Salazar. And obviously, with Wonder Woman canceled, um, reportedly Aquaman, Jason Momoa, is not going to get another movie after The Last Kingdom that was already shot. And oh well, there's a little bit of doubt with the... Snyder Justice League coming back. They're not sure, essentially, what Gunn and Saffron are going to do. Fans have been long uh, pulling for Cavill to be Superman again. We got a little taste of it in the credit of Black Adam, yeah. But it's, it's do you see Gunn and Saffron wanting to make a clean break and go on because the other story we I have in before the ad segment is the Michael Keaton Batman movie got canceled as well. So now that movie was probably, hey, you want me for this movie, you gotta give me a solo. But right. I see all of this as positives. Mm -hmm. I think that it's something that we've been saying for a while that DC their live action films, their cinematic universe that they're trying to build has just hasn't been strong. They've had a few um, good movies. Wouldn't say that any of them were like perfect movies. The closest, in my opinion, <laughs> well, I can't even do that. Like, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, yeah. um, even the first Aquaman, Shazam was decent. Like, they mm -hmm. had some okay, good movies, okay movies, but for the most part, sure, but they they didn't know what to do with it. So yeah. scrapping the whole thing and starting over to me is best case scenario. We were talking about that last year. Was well, it last year? I don't even know. It's all timey wimey. It's like but we were all to... saying like DC needs to go sit in the corner mm -hmm. <laughs> about what it's done. Yeah. <laughs> then come back and and figure it out. And this to me is a step in the right direction. Stop putting money into things that you know just aren't working. Cut the loss. <laughs> Cut the loss right now. Yeah. Reevaluate. See where you want to go with it and move forward. And my concern this week is the same as last week. I do not want that campy ultra gory shock value kind of stuff that they did mm -hmm. with so many other other things coming to dc not for my big three not for the justice league like that's that's never been dc i mean they have to figure out their plan and, and present it to letting us jason Mo momoa as aquaman gives us the opportunity to have him as lobo Yes, and there is i would much rather have well. him as lobo than yeah. have him as aquaman he fits lobo more uh, than he does Aquaman. I, I like ever... what they were trying to do. Yeah. I like what they were trying to do with him with Aquaman because of what happened with Super Friends and mm -hmm. 
with the Aquaman adult swim. Aquaman was lame. He was lame. And so they wanted to bring, make him a badass, and they absolutely did, but just they didn't know what to do with them. I mean, it wasn't as easy as Green Lantern. They're like, all right, we'll take away his, you know, uh, his weakness to yellow. And, you know, he's Green Lantern. You know, there, there was that kind of fix, and Green Lantern's badass. But yeah. with Aquaman, I mean, I think Jason Momoa is the best version of making him badass obviously we got um, injustice league that was uh that animated series had a great aquaman with the one arm introduced mm-hmm, him perfectly. i would love to see that i would love to yeah. see that version long and hair, aquaman. if we do a new aquaman. give me like a, a charlie Hummon as uh aquaman or i like that Arrow. one of those two he he's been i like for that, that they wanted role. to go with somebody asian pacific it made sense. Like, I get it. Like, you know, to go, um, I think even like lean into it a little bit more, go with someone indigenous like Marvel yeah. did with, um, Namor. Yeah, yeah. with Namor. So, um, Kulakan. I'm all for that. Like, I'm not so tied to his ethnicity that they can't cast whoever mm. they want to cast for it. Oh, yeah. But I do think that Jason Momoa is a better fit for Lobo uh, than he was for Aquaman, but I didn't hate him as Aquaman. I enjoyed the first Aquaman movie, um, aside from Mira. Yeah. Not because of who she is in real life. I just didn't enjoy her as Mira. I mean, so so far out of out of the the clearance sale, things still left on the shelf. We have Shazam: Fury of the Gods. That's still going forward. We got uh, after that. We got Flash. Then we have yep. Aquaman: Lost Kingdom. Um, the bat, sequel to Matt Reeves' Batman is going forward, as well as the Joker: Folly Ado with um, Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. All those are going forward. If you're trying to steer away from the Zack Snyder version, then why not lean into the Robert Pattinson Batman? I was perfectly fine with the Matt Reeves Batman. One. It was a great movie. Yes. That's a great one. It it really just it it was probably one of my one of my favorite, you know, recent Batman films. And going into that, you know, and he was saying like, "Hey, I'm not just going to add in Robin to the second movie just because, like, it's going to be crafted in there and thought about." So, well, you can see how thoughtful that film was, mm-hmm. and all the little nuances there. I really liked like the subtle acting that was in that film because it's really making it realistic as it can possibly be for something that's so fantastical. So I. I agree with you. I would lean harder into that, uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman, and make that what the universe is about. Um, let's switch to a different Earth, and let's try it again. <laughs> and even in your 10-year plan, if it, it. if it works towards a Kingdom Come, you know, Kingdom Come Superman Crisis on Infinite Earths, then you built to that through your 10-year plan. Now you're 10 let's years take Nubia as a Wonder Woman. Like, Nubia yeah. is a Wonder Woman. Yeah. Let's lean into that. Let's fucking do it. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's do it. Just please don't do the gore for gore's sake. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, <clears throat> there's we're in the superhero realm and there's a little bit of worry on both sides of the aisle here, I think, um, with Marvel saying doing a recap, saying, you know what? Maybe we don't put out as many movies and TV shows and we focus on quality. All right. Well, how many movies are we talking about? Because you were building this universe. We have nothing to show for it by right now. So I really don't don't even know that. It's a shaky time. Um, yeah. I don't think that any of the actors in their respective roles have made such an impact 
you can't let any of them go. And I do include Henry Cavill in this, and mm-hmm. I don't blame him for that. He's in so much already, and he, in one, excuse me, two seasons of Witcher, was it two seasons? Yep. And then the seasons third of Witcher has out. made a bigger impact as that character than he did as Superman, as far as marketability. Mm-hmm. Well, he also had the time so, with the Witcher. You know, he had three seasons now to play around with that character. I can't wait for the third to come out. But even after that first season, mm-hmm. Ms. Geralt made a hu- much, much bigger impact in my memory. Like, I could be wrong. Yeah. Then he did as Superman. People were excited to see him as Superman. He looks fantastic as a Superman, but the story hasn't really lived up to what he's capable of, as we've seen in the other stuff that he's done. He came out, like, really close to Ralph, though. You know? Like, that was like, oh, he just did another Superman, huh? I really loved Man of Steel. Really loved him as Clark and Superman in Man of Steel. And I don't think that they ever were able to get it back up. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that all the entry movies of these characters, like the the Matt Reeves Batman, awesome movie. Man of Steel, awesome movie. Mm -hmm. Like you look at these, the entry points, like Aquaman Mm -hmm. was a really good movie. Minus the parts. Um, so, like, all these entry points. The first Wonder Woman. Awesome movie. Mm-hmm. All these entry points. Those launching pad movies. DC does great with. They follow up stories. Fall flat on the face. Oh, okay. I forgot about Blue Beetle. That one didn't get axed, too. I got big hope for Blue Beetle. I don't even remember that one. Yeah, I um... Was- I forget. Ivan Reyes? I don't know. There's been a couple Blue Beetles. Um, Batman Brave and the Bold, they've introduced um, the... Hermie Reyes? I don't know. It's Reyes. It's something Latin. Anyway, he's the Blue Beetle who unlocks the Scarab. Scarab tacks to his back, and then, hey, you know, whole story ensues after that. But the Blue Beetle has, like, futuristic alien tech suit. Um, Really cool. The original Blue Beetle just had like a sonic pistol and he was kind of like Batman, really rich. Ted Cord. Um, but yeah, no, Brave and the Bold was a great series. But there's so many different things that they do great. Like that animated Brave and the Bold. Amazing show. Um, and they hit all the bigs, you know. Like Shazam was a I would say if we were going to give it a rating scale, it's like maybe a B B plus movie. It wasn't bad. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, that's yeah. adequate. But yeah. then you look at the script writing for Black Adam, even though I like the action sequences, the script writing, I would say, was lackluster. Absolutely. It was absolutely, they were like, this is the template for a superhero movie, and we're just going to follow this template and not make it interesting <clears throat> or new or try to push the bar at all. Well, here's and the they problem. were 100% banking on the fact that it everybody loves Dwayne Johnson. And at that time, they were just trying to do individual movies, right? This is where they were trying to, hey, we're going to course correct. And the ship's already kind of going down. You got two punctures in the hole. And the problem with the movies well, he was. Signed on with that, he signed on with that movie in 2008. You didn't gonna have. say he signed up for that movie like 15, 15 years ago almost. And this is, what the, this is kind of the problem. You didn't have an interconnectivity in the live action that you did in the animated universe. You had a Batman or a Superman show, all the super friends and different super villains would be popping in there. <clears throat> you know, there's a, a new Justice League game that uh, is a, a top down that's coming out next year. 
where you play as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman against uh, mi- uh, Mr. Mixia uh, Spitlick. And, you know, there's characters like that that you can really just have pop up like Batmite. He's it from the fifth dimension, too. I'd accept a Batmite, you know, live popping up in like the Gotham live show. That'd be good. That'd be fucking dope. I, I will say, um, speaking of, you know, uh, DC video games, Justice League. Uh, I mean, not Justice League. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Yeah, that's uh, our next story after the ad segment. <laughs> oh, no. Second to second. Second story. But we do want to go to our ad segment. Yeah, let's do it. Because we're going to be going, hopping into that realm um, after the, we hear about the most delicious delicatessens. Next one. The most delicious delicatessens that you're going to find in the tri-state area. And that's the because, yeah, you should be clapping. <laughs> A-plus catering and events. You're going to hop on over to APLUScaters.com. And that's where you're going to see all of their wares, all of the... F- Menus for all the different holiday parties that they're doing right now. They're going to be up there always changing and ever evolving their menu to your needs. So hop on over to APLUSCaters.com. Our next story on the other half of the show here. Game Awards happen. A lot of stuff uh, popped out there. A lot of different things happened. I'm, I do not have the patience for it. All of them. But the big one is in the Star Wars realm of Jedi Survivor. We get the first gameplay trailer as well as... Fallen Survivor? Yeah. It's, uh, well, it was it was called Fallen Survivor. What was that? Uh, Fallen Disorder was the project title, and then they changed it over to just Survivor. Um, we see older Cal Kestis. This is five years from the first game, and... Got to tell you, man, this trailer really looks great. I love it. Um, and we see the guy in the Bacta tank right now. Still, it could be Starkiller. We, they don't really go into it. I looked in the articles and online. I didn't really see anything here. Um, like I said, it could just be like some artificial Jedi. I, I don't know. I can't wait to see where they go with it. But different um, <coughs> kill sen- uh, se- uh, segments, well, cinemas actually make it mo- look more cinematic. Um, that looks like a Jedi holocron or Jedi library. So we see some of the different powers. Um, you get stuff to ride, fly, well, glide on, um, new enemies and different kind of, uh, story approaching here for Cal. And what was it? The cool thing I saw in here. Yeah. So it takes off five. Five to, yeah, five years before, after the last one. Older-looking Cal. Some fans are actually not digging Cal's beard. I think that's a little bit of a, you know, nitpick. Because this, just like we're talking about with the the Star Wars universe, they haven't said Cal isn't canonically involved. You know what I mean? He can still mm-hmm. pop up in Ahsoka, Mando, any of these shows, especially if you go further in the future, you know, it, it you know, if, I guess if it, if they were going to think keep, they'll uh, bring Freddie Prince Jr. to play that. Oh, uh, if they get it. Well, they already cast their Ezra Bridger. Forget that guy's name. 
remember his face. Oh, I don't know his name. Kanan. Kane, yeah, Kanan Jarrus was uh, Freddie Prince Jr. You know what, yeah. man? I'd appreciate that, but, you know, he did kind of meet an untimely end there. But maybe in a flashback or something. They do it in Rebel, in uh, Bad Batch, so I can't put it they past do it him. in everything. <laughs> like, why would it It's be? a staple now. It yeah. is. Yeah, it there's is. Kanan and his You always master. have some flashback scenes, and I think that would be, like... That'd be cool. Really nice. We, we did get like, a, we got a couple flashback scenes in live-action Star Wars recently with the TV show, so... Hey, man, if there's a nice, subtle nod like that, absolutely. Give us Fred, Freddie Prince with a young kid playing, you know, Ezra. Mm-hmm. Higher and unknown. That'll be cheap. And then you just got a, you got a nice little nod to, hey, all that. Yep, all this is canonical. You know, I'd like to see. I can't wait to see where this story goes because Jedi Fallen Order was one of those games. When it came out, I had to play it because story-wise, it's in that prime territory of, what happened after 66? Where'd he go? How'd he survive? And the tales of the Inquisitors and all that. It's such a good story. Well worth the play. Remember for. when we watched it, we both just, the same reaction where we were just like dead silent staring at our screen. <laughs> like, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, one of those moments that I would love to be able to watch for the first time is that execution of Order 66. Oh, yeah. It, that was one of the moments of you just, oh, my God, I saw this one. It, it was scrolling through Facebook. They did the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, and it mm-hmm. had complete with the interior of the battle with all the different clone troopers and Jedi fighting. It was really well done. It was huge, too. Um, but, yeah, give me that. Give me more of that. I'm down. A lot like old man seems to be down with this next story because even from beyond the grave, we get one last hurrah from Batman. Yep. With Kevin Conroy voicing Batman in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I'm really excited about this. The trailer that they have is really cool. Just kind of shows off the funny nature of the squad. You have King Shark, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang there with um, the Flash, seemingly after, like, the Flash, uh, that part of whatever the game is. Um, And then at the end, you see... You hear Batman, and it says, thank you, Kevin. Um, Obviously, he did... back Saw it in here. Thought, no oh that was i think it was like uh 2020 or 2019 is the first time they announced that they were going to be working on like a suicide squad game so how are you feeling about this? I mean, I, in this scene where Batman's kind of messing with him and uh, uh, Batman kills people in this one. So apparently wh- whoever they have controlling, whether it's Starro, Brainiac, whoever's controlling the Justice League that they have here, could be somebody new, maybe Virus Man, I don't know. It's making the char- the the heroes act differently than they would. Like mm. Red Kryptonite, different person. Maybe they're just hangry. Grab a Snickers, quick. (laughs) That I would definitely believe for the Flash. 
way that he consumes food and his metabolism burns it off, I can imagine he's always hangry. I mean, yeah, probably a very... Book is always angry. Flash is always hangry. And Chris <laughs> is doing I don't know what. <laughs> he's grabbing his nuts. M&M. There's with some nuts. crunchy... <laughs> crunchy nuts. Hungry, hangry, and crunchy nuts. Title of the podcast. Uh, you could rattle that around some more if you want. That's great audio. <laughs> was, that was a commitment. <clears throat> a commitment to the joke that I guess only he would appreciate. I think that um, the blessing to us all to hear Kevin Conroy's voice one more time. Absolutely. I mean, is appreciated. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, I will say, I did really appreciate Diedrich Bader's Batman voice because after, because I'm going through Batman the Animated Series, rewatching that now. I did watch Brave and the Bull before this. There's a similarity to the voice stylings that you could tell Diedrich really went to Conroy to kind of pull off his Batman voice. And it's just iconic to where it's something that you can even pick out, even if you're not really looking for. That's where this is a nice detail for a game. So the question is, who was Batman now? To me, Will Arnett. Okay. Well, yeah, Jensen Ackles, he voiced Batman in uh, animated. uh... I was going to say Jensen Ackles, too. Yeah, because he did the re- most recent animated Batman, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think he's got a good voice for it, but I wouldn't mind. shouldn't say I wouldn't mind. I guess what I'm saying is not that either Jensen um, Ackles or Will Arnett are, uh, Will Arnett, Will Arnett's are particularly old, um, but it would be nice for them to find someone maybe in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Find a new Batman. Yeah. For another generation of people to have, because to have that voice be the one that yeah. they grow up with, you know. The early Batman. Not to say that, animated. like I said, Jensen and Will have plenty of life left in them, mm-hmm. but yep. you, you know, we we did get lucky with a, a very long run. I mean, Jensen, and, he did a really good Soldier Boy, um, for the boys, I'm, and yeah, so, I think he's a great actor. I'd love to see him. a lot him of great stuff. I think do, do more great stuff. So if they continue to use him as Batman, I'm fully on board for that. But it would be nice to get, you know, somebody new in there. Absolutely. To shake things up a bit. Yeah. A lot like Generation. shaking up. A lot like shaking up. This next story. Boy. Because. Jesus. Cyberpunk 2077 is shaking things up by releasing their first and only DLC called Phantom Liberty. There's a cooler trailer, which essentially is showing off V and Keanu Reeves, Johnny Silverhand, are offered a new dangerous mission on behalf of the new United States of America. In a shocking turn, the new trailer reveals that V and Johnny will enlist the help of a new character, Solomon Reed, a mysterious government agent played by none other than Indris Elba. Now, the trailer also reveals that expansion... We're just talking about him. ...will take place in an unseen area known as Dogtown, and it's set for release in 2023... 
and it'll be playable on PS5, Windows PC, and Series X. Um, Just as glitchy as you remember. It's not as glitchy. There's still some glitches, but it does look beautiful. Um, I picked that up because Marvel's Avengers. I was like, I'm going to play this. Then I saw like the next day in the news, like, hey, we're not going to support this anymore. And then like two days ago, it was like, yeah, so we're not even going to finish that She-Hulk content we did. You're just SOL. Bye. And I was just like, I, I got to remember to del- uninstall you. I don't know what it came over me thinking that I could play that game. I, I tried. I really wanted to love that game. But Cyberpunk, a- I will say, going through and playing it again, yeah, yeah. It, it It's just something about the gameplay and everything with that. I, I really love that game. And now that it had time to gestate and I had time to ruminate on it, I would I would... I would play that DLC. I still have watched the anime. Oh, the anime is great. And that was one of the things that came out this year that was a really good series, anime-wise. Just like I I crapped on them for not putting out anything on Netflix, and then the Dragon Age Absolution came out on Netflix. That's a good six-episode chunk probably doing the first part and second part thing they do with their anime from here and there but it's a good story i'm interested when you check out that one because i'm like am i supposed to know you people like i never played inquisition and it seems like they mentioned them a couple times i'm like all right that's probably where you guys Inquisition's are. a fun game to play um i will say there are very there there are a lot of funny moments in the game but it's a, it is a grind if you just want to do the story, you can do that in about maybe about 30 hours. Okay. But if you want to just like power level and so you can have a, an, an easy playthrough, it's about a, a 60 to 70 hour game. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't, I think it got kind of like mixed reviews when it came out. I played the first two games and I love them, but this, that. You'll, you'll, it's a, it's a coming back to age of the first one, but mm. with more refined gameplay. It's worth okay. it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely that's definitely one I'd have it on the PS4. So yeah, that's definitely one I'm probably it's on my list to check out there. Um, but it's one of those games. I went back to Cyberpunk and I saw this. I'm like, yeah, you you fixed it to the best of your ability. You're putting out the content you said you're going to, so you're already better than Marvel in my my eyes. Well, at least that game because Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing. Next thing I have does look amazing as well because the we got a new game which is called Judas. It's from Kevin Levine. He is responsible for the creation of the Bioshock series and his new game was announced at the Game Awards with his new studio, Ghost Story Games. Uh, Judas, the gameplay footage shown in the trailer is very reminiscent of Bioshock. If everything about this game looks Bioshock without actually being Bioshock directly related. Um, it's a first-person first person shooting gameplay with a mix of supernatural powers, uh, presumably to have a strong narrative focus, as typically the case by a design by Kevin Levine. Um, the official description for Judas reads as follows. A disintegrating starship, a Desperate escape plan, you are the mysterious and troubled Judas. 
Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke, or will you leave it to burn? Uh, Beginning of 2022, uh, tumultuous development with the project, uh, known as Judas, developer uh, of the game, supposedly began in 2013, shortly after the release of Bioshock Infinite, but suffered through numerous reboots and changes in direction, according to the reporter Jason Schreier. He spoke to the current and former employees of Ghost Story Games. So, something was going on in that neighborhood and did, did not get made, but... Bioshock was one of those series titles that when it came out, it gets put into a pantheon. Because would you kindly play Bioshock? If you, I know you wouldn't get that joke, Katarina, but that was a very clever joke. Um, yeah. So proud kind of, of you. Yeah, that's all right. I'll pat myself on the back. <laughs> ah, I hurt my arm. Um, there's a lot there. And I can't wait for Netflix to do that uh, that live action adaptation or live action or animated. It'd be great. Um, as far as this, it, his not Bioshock game, Judas. Now, when we got Outer Wo- Outer Worlds, the game you just booted up again, old man. When we got that one, that was from Fallout New Vegas to creators. Yeah, beside him, different studio, new project. Felt exactly like that game you wanted, just with a different skin. This is kind of how I see this fitting. I kind of, it feels like, you know, okay, you know, you're not in a sinking city or in a cloud city. You're on a disintegrating starship. It's completely different. And you just got supernatural powers. And you're surrounded by enemies. Have fun. Yeah, I'm going to play through it on my uh, PC because that ultra-wide support looks amazing. I sent you that screenshot. Yeah, man, no, that game was fantastic playthrough. I, that's one of those games where I got to play this again. I know it'd be funny because I was like, I'm going to play it on the strongest console, which was the Xbox Xbox One at the time. Mm-hmm. So now, now I have it on the Series X and this, and it still looks beautiful on both of them. Oh, but yeah. I have the ultra wide support on the PC. Yes, it's really and it's really great. Either way you you play it, it's a great story. The gameplay is on point. It has that the interesting kind of animation style. It has that cartoony look, but still beautiful and like you know 4K 3D, real good stuff. So I get 240 frames 240 frames a second on the PC. The ultra wide, so okay. it's like amazing. Oh, oh yeah, no, like Chris. Oh, my God. Crystal clear. Um, but yeah, man, I like highlighting a great story like that, especially because it's from a great creator and we got something like Outer Worlds, which was amazing. But not all ideas can be amazing. Like this final story. I like to leave you with a feel good story for the week. Dyson has air purification headphones that will cost nearly a thousand dollars a pair. No, thank you. Do we need this? <laughs> the way he softly was like, "Thank you." Couldn't you just make an air purifier for I don't know your heating and ventilation systems? But they've got up to fifty hours of battery and advanced features like noise cancellation. 
Yeah, I'll just buy it from a sound company. So I was I was watching the little video they have, and essentially it's like a little mask, and it's like the worst kind of mask ever. It doesn't like seal up to your nose. It stops at like the border of your nose. So just breathe in your mouth, so you can breathe. <laughs> yeah, and then it has it just has two little fans on either side oh of the of the earphones, and that. Those little fans go through an air filter, and that pumps right into your mouth. So they're essentially just combining all the stuff they did with fans, all this stuff they did with air purification. And they're like, hey, if you're scared outside your bubble, just wait. There's more. You can put this on your face. And now you can listen to your happy tunes and only breathe in pure filtered air like the quarian you are. This is, this is how quarians were started. Right it is. This is it. This is this is where it began. It's the birth of the quarians. Reality. Not the reality you wanted, but it's. it's hey, it, it wasn't. This are. ain't Star Wars. It's Mass Effect. If I ever get my hands on that phone, we are. We are a long time ago in the Mass Effect universe. Like a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. The quarians were first developed by Dyson. <laughs> It is at a thousand dollars. You know what you know, didn't? You know what it, didn't cost a thousand dollars? These amazing over-the-ear Tascam headphones, the THMX twos. And what about those ones you have, old man? The TH uh, THMX one hundred, X two hundred, X two hundred, thirty-three bucks, thirty-three bucks. Not a thousand. You don't get purified air, but it's not a thousand dollars. They show like the. Like images in the in the video of them like testing it and they're like dropping a pair of head a pair of headphones that doesn't even have the air purifier. It's like no, we were just testing the headphones. Like what happened about that skinny little dimpy, dinky little plastic on the side? Oh, that's gonna break immediately. Yeah, exactly. But the headphones will still work as headphones with fans. Drop it and the Bluetooth is shoddy. Oh my god! Did you get the warranty? No. I thought those warranties were a scam. <laughs> but overall, I mean, this is just ridiculous. So I had to leave off with that horrible, horrible idea. Because sometimes they get made. They offered me a warranty on a wooden children's console. Warranty. Why would I want a warranty? In case they burn it. Yeah. It probably doesn't cover burns. No, it covers the... the never, never mind. So, uh, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Okay. I'm going to pretend like you did hear this end segment because scrolling around on the interwebs, I thought of a really good one that I don't think we have touched, Giggity, yet. So, no. There was a, a lot of artist renditions pop out there on my feed because I love those videos and the artwork's amazing. So, one popped up and it was an image of Robin Williams as the Joker for Tim Burton's 89 Batman. And I saw that it was, he, oh my God, him done in the Joker makeup. Like if you haven't seen it, cat, you got to Google that because it was so, so good. And originally he was going to be the Joker before obviously Jack Nicholson <laughs> won out. So 
I mean, we got a good Joker with Jack, but I really wish we had the Robin Williams Joker. That's the end segment. What villain or hero was good? Bar none. One prop Joker, Jack Nicholson, probably one of one of the best still. Under Ledger, but you know, he could have never predicted that guy was going to be that good at his job in the future. So briefly, yeah, briefly. <laughs> you know, let's watch anybody who plays Joker. Joaquin, you still under watch? That's a musical. He'll be fine. Um, so what villain or hero would you like to see recast? Um, one big one, easy one that I would say, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, give me Tom Cruise. Why? Ah, uh, because he's Tom Cruise. Make me hate him more. Because of Xenu. That's why. <laughs> Xenu. You don't get it. you don't get the Xenu storyline unless you get Tom Cruise as uh, as uh, Iron Man. You know. <laughs> that a timeline that we want <laughs> and um, he'll do his own stunts another one well he wasn't great at it but arnold schwarzenegger mr freeze get me patrick stewart as mr freeze that i can believe because mr freeze scrawny white guy it was the suit that made him strong i mean what unless he's lifting up at a, like a skyscraper What's gonna what suit's gonna make Arnold Schwarzenegger look stronger than he is? And that was like heyday. That wasn't flabby governor girly man. That was like, I am ready. Roided out to go. Turn is it? Either one of you. I mean uh, I'll let you go. I'm still thinking. Still thinking too. <laughs> um, you kind of sprung this one on us, buddy. Well, obviously we know Big Brother's Wonder Woman pick. What? Oh, we're not. No, hit the button, Chris. Hit a button, any button. <laughs> Tom Cruise's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Hold that one out. He doesn't even remember it. That was that was from the back catalog uh, two years uh, ago. Ugh. At least, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, we have a let me see <laughs> I'm, I'm it's in my head it's so close i would like to see the hero or villain like period or are we no, sticking period. To I don't crap. any 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 villain we're here villain protagonist we're... antagonist mother figure okay i would like to see I'm still thinking, Chris. You got anybody? Um, I am struggling. Let's do. You know the actor Graham McTavish. No. No. He was the voice of Dracula in the Netflix series. Okay. He's also in um, House of the Dragon as a white cloak. Yes. And he's also in with the Outlander. shiny armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, thinking wow. of He's been in Rambo? Yeah, he's been in a, a bunch of stuff. Hobbit. Oh yeah. 
Um, I would love to see him, you know, minus the accent, of course, but like him, I can picture him being a Robocop. Mm, yeah. He has the long nose for it. Especially when I look at some of his other, like one without the beard. He has the long nose and the chin and uh, jawline for it. He can play a good RoboCop. That's literally all you're buying for for the RoboCop is like this much of your face. Like Batman. Yeah, but, you know, uh, the old movies he did, the, the yeah, it is, comes off. Yeah, time. it does. Yeah. Um, But I can also see him playing... Um, I mean, you could put him in a Marvel superhero. You could put him in any villain. He would, he would uh, kill it. Okay, let me put put one out there for you. The Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor. Who would you put in that role? I mean, there's, I mean, there's pictures of RDJ, you know, with a shaved head, and everybody's like, "Hey, he's the new Lex Luthor." That's actually for his next role. It's not. I actually. Uh, I forget what it's called. She liked. Um, you know what, John Cusack. Mm, okay, John Cusack. Yeah, he would be good for it. I'd like to bring it back to like the comics and give me a really like like a good redheaded, like um the guy from. Oh, Sam the guy Hennigan. that. <laughs> the the redhead from Game no. of Thrones. No, the um. The redhead Bostonian guy with the no, is he from Chicago? No, he's from Chicago, isn't he? Is he from Philly? The redheaded dude, always very angry. What? Fuck. Kevin Bacon? No, <laughs> Bacon's not even a redhead. He isn't a redhead, and he's generally pretty happy. He's a lot of money. Um. Okay. So, still struggling. But how about we were to gender bend something? Go right ahead. Absolutely, you can do it. How about instead of, you know, I'm like, I don't know, like the more I try to put my brain on the spot, the harder I'm, I'm like, things are just flying away from my brain. The most obvious thing that I want to recast is Wonder Woman. Um, but the woman that I wanted to play Wonder Woman is now dead. No, she's not. But she's <laughs> too old to play the role. And, and if they, especially if they lean into the Robert Pattinson. Um, okay. Yeah. Younger. Batman, but it was um, the woman who played the the Princess of Mars in um, John Carter. Okay, oh, she was, was stunning, mm. badass, built lady. I would like to see. Boy, it, it's so hard because everyone has left such an indelible mark on the characters that I know them for. That trying to like flip flop and put people in, I would actually. I don't want to say I don't suggestions but i do think there are certain characters that you can flip the gender and the story just becomes infinitely more interesting like um like caitlin jenner as superman there you go there you go (laughs) batman i heard you needed help i could lift a lend a hand if you need it (laughs) they don't talk like that so Listen, let's not let's not go that route, guys. Let's be But nice. some of some of the good uh some of the uh gender bends that happen even in comics is you look at Spider Man because then it's the young daughter, uh what is it, May Marie Parker. She's mm-hmm. uh she's a spider person. 
as well as in what was it? Across the Spider Verse comic line, it was also Mary Jane. She had spider powers. I think that the boy that plays in um, Cobra Kai. Um, have you watched Co- Cobra Kai? I know the yep. guy you're talking about because I've seen the thumbnail. Still have yet to watch that. Thumbnail? Yeah, on Netflix you see a thumbnail. I'm like, oh, there's that guy. There's Ralph Macchio. There go. So there. there's one of the one of the actors in Cobra Kai. He's very like lean, you know, and and just has this very bookish. Um, way about him but you can see when he's fighting how very muscular he he really is underneath all that and i think he'd make a pretty decent flash uh, which which one i don't remember his name i'm gonna look up the imdb but i'm already on there okay so it's the one that plays the best friend of the hawk guy where they're not friends anymore then they go back to being friends yeah, uh, Dimitri. Is that Gianna, his name? Gianna DeCentro. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot him over. Oh, okay. Gianna DeCentro. But <clears throat> overall, yeah, someone young like yes. that for Flash. Him. Well, I think, like, just the way that he carries himself, and I have um, met him in real life, well, you know, when he came to one of the conventions that I work and even just the way that he stands is very if somebody were to draw like draw over him the cartoon and have the movements flex with him you'd be like oh he just has a very like fluid natural way of moving that kind of gives you that like runner kind of like that lean musculature Mm -hmm. kind of very well one casting that i did really like was when they did gender bend constantine for sandman and they brought in jenna coleman clara oswald as joanna constantine that was a nice poll that was nice hey go right ahead constantine's the name all that kind of mystical shit's their game and i also think that there's a lot of characters that it's their name not necessarily the person behind it the moniker you know Mm -hmm. um yeah so there are things that you can push it, but yeah, you've put me on the spot and my brain is just not cooperating. Okay. So I'm sorry. That's the best I got. What role, whether now or in his heyday, would you put Bob De Niro in? I mean, De Niro, you're oh, talking Bobby. like Goodfellas, Casino, De Niro. Dude, Two-Face is a good pull, big brother. He was Two-Face. No, that was Tommy Lee Jones. No, Tommy oh, Lee yeah. Jones. But, but I definitely think pull. that I Robert like De Niro that. could have done that oh very, God, very nicely. Over. He could even do like uh, like a hush now because that was like, oh, Harvey got better. Oh, you're two-faced again. Oh. But yeah, no, he could uh, do hush. Yeah, I buy that. I think he's teeny though. Did you know that? He's teeny. He's mm, a yeah. teeny guy. Robin Williams would have been a good scarecrow. Mm, okay. because him in one hour photo was terrifying oh that my gosh was. and in uh insomnia yeah yeah that yeah he could do creepy really well mm, a little yeah. too well <laughs> yeah. i did not like that at all <laughs> um and he followed that up with jack when he was like a 40 year old trapped in a you know 10 year old mind Oh, what? Maybe that can be for next week. Let us go <laughs> take the cast of the second. Is it the second? 
that mafia movie I'm thinking? A Godfather. Let's okay. take the cast of the second Godfather and recast them as mm. DC and Marvel heroes or villains. Okay. And then we'll write a screenplay. <laughs> dude i like that as an end segment for next week the cast like let us let us have time to like mull it over because i think that that actually could be kind of funny um i actually know oh, i do know it do i would love fellas? to see i would love to see um a justice league movie comprised of muppets playing those characters okay that seems doable miss piggy is wonder woman yeah that seems doable that seems doable yeah uh, Ralph is uh... Uh, the the Eagle Sam. Yeah, it's Amanda Waller. Ah. Up. <laughs> Swim with fishes. Waka waka waka. <laughs> Animal. <laughs> Animal is the Joker. Um, Fozzie Bear is Detective Gordon. The two old men in the mat and in, in the uh... Waller and whatever yeah, their yeah, names yeah. are. These guys aren't half bad. You're right, Mortimer. They're all bad. Oh! <laughs> it's definitely the Riddler and uh, Penguin. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's good. That is so good. So there. That's it. Okay, I've done. That was this week's assignment then. <laughs> there it is. Recast them all as Muppets. Boom. Done. Let us know done. what your idea is done. below. <laughs> I don't remember her name, but the one with the big lips and the blonde hair, that's Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh gosh animal animal's joker oh that's perfect god that's perfect who's gonzo gonzo is cyborg because <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me i'll allow it but... all right i may want to recast Fozzie bear from um or uh, detective gordon to um Constantine because of the trench coat. Yeah. No, you'd be great, Constantine. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd make a great commissioner, Gordon. Who would be is. who would who would be the Green Lantern? The chef. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me even better because nobody would know what the fuck he was conjuring. <laughs> just imagine just imagine what he was uh, like when he's saying the the Borsa 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 and then the light comes. That'd be uh, so great. Beaker is the Flash. Beaker is definitely the Flash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and somewhere. Uh, we need more of these end credits in my life. I and then, and, and then the theme for the justice for them going to battle is phenomena. <laughs> 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 I actually think like a fight scene to that music would be pretty hilarious. Oh, it would be great. Manamana. <laughs> like them walking through a room with all these baddies and like you see the flips and stuff and Manamana. Manamana. We've done it, boys. We've saved the DC universe. <laughs> with the Muppet League, yeah, we did. <laughs> all Save in, the Muppet League. All in, one, all in one hour and a half program. It's amazing. So Oh boy. This is none other than the way we end off the podcast every single week with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Sabrina Bronk, as well as Sandra Jones, John Kirby, James Seller, Moisel Robinson, Mark Gervais, and you, Loyal Walljanger, for tuning in and checking out all the podcast content. 
Triforce obviously comes to you on all podcast formats on Thursday with the video portion popping out on Saturday. You'll find the Lugnuts podcast popping out on Sundays for podcast networks, all on the Audio Ventures, and then Tuesdays on video. So this is none other than a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am none other than your host, Matthew Bugger, the Matman. Next to me in the box is wonderful woman, Katarina Thermascara. Below me, but always above me, was one Christopher Bristow, the old man. Taking the hero at time outside, super crazy, is one big brother, Stephen Bucarell. Our omnipotent presence that is. And of course, until next week, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no. We got to end it. Got to go. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. start to have this end credit material here because uh one there's been a there was a good bit of stuff coming out that came out since last week surprisingly but bad batch season two they released the <laughs> full trailer and uh release date <laughs> which it's actually not that far off i think bad batch is 25 days away okay um, because January 4th only on Disney Plus is when we're going to see that. If you go to Nerdist, they have a good article where they have the uh, they have the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99, and uh, Omega. All the members are there uh, for season two. Bradley, uh, D. Bradley Baker, uh, right alongside them as their young charge with the clone child Omega. Star Wars sure looks badass. And it does with this trailer. Um, I'm liking this. <clears throat> they supposedly leaked out uh, the titles for the um, actual titles for the episodes. And there were like there were like two two-parters. And it seems like it's very Dave Filoni, very in that same vibe. So I can't say that it doesn't look good because the first, the first batch was uh, of season one was amazing. Bad batch second round, especially after uh, Andor, be interesting to see where the how like because they're right at the beginning of the Empire changing over, taking its stranglehold on everything to where this is before Andor. So. I'm going to be interested to see where this season goes and how far in they go. And, you know, it's obviously they're still doing their bed batch stuff. So they got that going. Bed batch stuff. Bed batch stuff. Omega has her, um, she has her, uh, what's it called? Um, her bow staff, electric bow staff in the trailer. So there's a lot electric of really good boogaloo stuff. Electric staff. <laughs> electric boogaloo staff. Hey, I'm just calling it. <laughs> there's just a lot of really good stuff with the bad batch that uh that's why i couldn't just not mention it i had to talk about that a couple of games since you're here 
Um, second one in the end credit folder there is Dune Awakening. The survival game trailer evokes the same awe as Vivenu's movie. So okay. In the tra- uh, the game is an online multiplayer survival game developed by Funcom. Had its big moment Thursday night at the Game Awards. The new trailer revealed showing off a tone and timber very much like it's uh, Denny's picture. It's essentially, you know, they're just setting up the world of Arrakis and it's not it's not trying to be Ark Survival Evolved because, you know, that'd be stupid. You can't have a giant sandworm in Ark Survival Evolved unless you have the right biome. But I really like where, with this trailer, they have a lot of the depictions that, you know, if you've seen the book, or read the book, rather, or listened to it, um, and you didn't need a family tree, like I did, to continue, then you probably enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed that. Did you, you mentioned you played... uh, Spice Wars. Spice Wars, yeah. How was that? Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, It's still in, like, alpha stage but it's playable and okay. it's um if you understand the mechanics like once it it the learning curve is i.e i would not have big brother play it okay um but the learning curve there's a moderate amount that you have to know like like the units and how the things you know portray and like these units mm-hmm. kind of you know chain into these and they will get you these abilities so like you have to know that um that kind of like rise of nations esque um uh RTS city management. Yeah, you have to kind of go with that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would say. Hola Katarina, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. We just got done talking about uh the bed bitch. They're coming back uh January fourth, so not too long to go. On that front, and then we just got done talking about Dune Awakening, a s- online survival game for uh, is it PC, PlayStation Five, and Series X. And there is no release date, I believe, on that. All right. So we got that going for us. Just like the next one, I got for us. Which is oh Armored Core from Software. You know them. I know of them. Well, this is their next game. Dark Souls developer. Just uh, and Elden Ring. Oh yeah, those guys. They're oh, making God. Armor Core four. No, four? Six? V I. So that's six. Whatever. So they're making another Armor Core game. Um it's gonna come out on PS4, PS5, Xbox X, One, and PC via Steam. <laughs> Players be able to freely move through massive three-dimensional environments with rapid movement maneuverability while experiencing visceral vehicle combat. So it's like Gundam, but a game. So if you're into the mechs, that's definitely one that probably popped up for you. The last one I have here... This trailer sucks. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, it's that's, horrible. That's why it's not in the main show. It's, it's the worst trailer I've ever seen. 
But yeah, the next what one, he said. <laughs> the next one I got here, Diablo 4 has a June 2023 release date. Blizzard confirms. So, old man, I know you're a Diablo fan. It's obviously going to yes. be launching for everything. It was announced, uh, bu- 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 pre-order for the long-awaited sequel to 2012. So, it's been tw- since 2012. <laughs> yeah. So we've Diablo waited, 3 is still going strong. We waited like, 10 years. So, we'll be waiting 11 years for this game. Well, we waited, you know, we waited 11 years from Diablo 2 to Diablo 3, so it's par for the course. Fair enough. I did really enjoy, uh, there was a time when I really went heavy into Diablo 3. A couple oh, times. the season mode is great, oh I will my say. God, like, yeah. It is. It is. That's what got me back into it, because I was like, ah, I played, and they're like, no, man, season mode, and then I got into it. It's a really good game, and I'm not really a big fan of top-down games, but this one, yeah. It, it really scratches the it scratches a particular itch, especially you know, fighting the devil. Who doesn't want to fight Diablo? Uh, my kids and I have been fighting Diablo since 2012. <laughs> Not Link Diablo, that's just been yeah. Connor. But With chips, yeah, and yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> Forget this the trailer ring. is why the game's not done. You know, the whole yeah, the they always put so much effort into the trailer. Like, the trailers always look better than the top-down games. Yeah. Like, what was that, Pillars of Exile? Same thing. That trailer, oh, man, that looks amazing. Look at the actual gameplay. Oh, okay. Then you get into it, and you're like, ugh. ugh I feel dirty turn-based. Ugh. Hi, <laughs> Cat. How are you, hey. Katarina? All right. How are you guys? Making it through day by day, step by step, day by day. My um, shoulder start. surgery is January 20th. Fresh start over with different hands at play. <laughs> I have to finish right? it. Such, yes. I it believe so. Such a good show, <laughs> step by step. Um, I'm sorry. Your shoulder surgery is when? January 20th. Oof. That's a, a Friday, right? That is a Friday. Gabby's keen to the day after that. What's your recovery looking like? Um, I'll be out of pa- like outpatient procedure three days with a nerve blocker in my arm, can't move it, and then, um, you know, pretty much just recovery in bed. Try not to move it until. I get my uh, post-op appointment and then start rehab. Not bad. Well, it's gonna be a, I can work one-handed so I don't have to take off. But we won't make you shave your ass. Um. <clears throat> that will require extra effort there, sir. <laughs> Especially when your arm is like, stuck at your side. That's going to be uncomfortable. It'll, it'll be like this the whole time. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> doctor? 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 It'll be the proverbial fallout three arm out of the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing they can do with that arm out of the, coming out of their stomach, they can hit that right subscribe away. button right in the center, <laughs> right where Katarina is. That's going to be the very best Purge Hangers of All Hangers video for you. 
right where I am, that's going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. All 150-something of them. And, of course, podcast doesn't end until we hear our main man Connor say the proverbial words. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>